start with a, uh, a little bit of song or something from bars, you know how I spit, but not tonight, man. I don't feel like it. Anyway, welcome back. New episode, another episode of New South, The New South. Once again, I am your host, Rod Bridgers, uh, Rod underscore Bridgers. We got my guy. Web Wellman. <laughs> Why are you whispering at us right now? I'm not whispering. Like, I'm just keeping. This I'm, man is sweet whispering at, at us right now. Nah, you ain't hey, seen. You ain't hey. seen sweet whispering, boy. Hey, Rob. That, hey, shit. Oh five to 07, Robert no, Federal you, State, sir. boy. No, 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 no. Sweet, sweet whispers of statutory. Sweet Dick Willie's what they call me. <laughs> Yo, that <laughs> is Dick, Sweet Dick Willie's they call me. Sweet Dick Rod. Oh, by the me. way, Donnie Boy's with us. My boy Donnie. Yo, <laughs> what's going on? What's going on? Yeah, so man. We got a guest waiting in the wings, so we're going to jump right into it this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm interested. Me and Donnie were in Kinston for the Kinston ML- MLK Classic, which we talked about a ton mm-hmm. uh, leading up to. Uh, you were not here. Right. You were watching uh, Jalen Harris play against Kentucky mm-hmm. down in Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Um, can you tell the people at home mm-hmm. what you witnessed on the live stream, kind of what your takeaway was from far away? Um, so I actually caught the last two games, the uh, Moravian and Word of God game, and I caught uh, Kenston and uh, Farmville. Great crowd, first and foremost. Like, wow, like unbelievable cl- crowd. Um, good games, you know. Um, but yeah, that was what I saw. I mean, I saw. I Were saw, you surprised by anything in either one of those two games? Nah, I mean, I I, I knew Moravian was going to win. I fig- figured Farmville would, would win as well too. Um, yeah, that's pretty much. Yeah, I didn't really have anything that surprised me. You know, I, I think know, the biggest surprise for me, like we knew it was going to be a good crowd. Um, mm-hmm. That last game alone was going to bring a good crowd, no matter yeah. what. The most surprising thing to me was I'd say eighty five percent of the people that were there all day long, all day long, mm-hmm. were there for the last game. And, and you could tell kind of like in the way that they were cheering mm-hmm. in the games before, they were only really reacting to big stuff. Mm-hmm. And then once Kinston Farmville started, once the lights went off yeah. and, and like it was everybody. Simmons started screaming. A lot. <laughs> I, he didn't listen to us and we were like, dude, you have got to stop screaming. And then you texted us and I showed him the text and he was like, okay, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yo, settle the boys down. Simmons is screaming he, like it's... He literally screamed for the first 10 minutes. Yeah, no sure. Facts. Um, what I know for sure is, is that Kinston event will be a staple year in and year out. We will do that every single year. Mm-hmm. Um, the goal for next year for me is Friday, Saturday in Kinston, mm-hmm. and then um, working together with Coach Williford at Farmville and either partnering up with what they do in Farmville on Monday or mm-hmm. bringing that all together um, and doing something in Kinston on Monday. Either way, I, I'd like to take it from a Kinston MLK Classic. I could see that turning into like uh, Eastern North Carolina Jam Fest or, or something something unique the in two that five, regard. Two five two Classic, right? Right, bigger than just Kinston. Yeah. yeah. Um, but just so I'm clear, Friday and Saturday will never leave Kinston High. That is the spot. That is that was proven this weekend. It was unbelievable. That was fire, man. Fire event. I hate I missed it. Um, so we, we'll get into the the meat and potatoes of Moravian versus Word of God when we bring our guest on. Um, I would like to have the conversation with you, Rod, because it was such a big deal online in the number one player in the state versus the number two player in the state and kind of how that works with like, okay, well, if the number two player outperformed the number one player in one game, does that mean they switch? Like, how, how would you classify and, and break down the number one player versus the number two player? Me personally, I think they're at the same level. I think they're both – as long as things go to plan, they're both two dudes who are going to end up in the same place mm-hmm. um, separate. You know what I mean? Like, right, they're right, both right, money right, guys. Right, right, they're both right. guys who will end up getting paid to play at some point, right. God willing, and everything goes right. right. So, to me, I could care less about one and two. Right. But it obviously is a big conversation online. 
Tell me what you think about that. So my thoughts on it were, you know, first and foremost, like, you know, two exceptional players, man. Like, those guys have a chance, like I said, of shaking the commissioner's hand much sooner rather than later. Um, For me, I just don't like how, you know, people – you know, try to put these kids against one another, man. Like, like it has to be him it, or him. It's a ro- like right. It has to be a rivalry, you know. And, and, you know, and talking to Q, like Q, Q's one of the most competitive people I've ever met in my life. So I know, you know, you always, you want your son to be top dog, number one. I totally understand that. But I feel like, you know, he, you know, he said those things. Okay, all right. But, you know, not, you know, dissing the other kid. You know what I'm right. saying? And so for, for people to come on Twitter and kind of make it a competition – and get them involved in it. I, to me, that was too much. You know what I'm saying? Like these kids, these parents don't have, they don't have, they don't have to defend their child in any way, shape, or form. Like these, their kids have done, a, they've done a lot at this point. So you know, for for people to do that, that kind of bothered me. Now, uh, granted, you know, depending on who you ask, you know, right. you're gonna get a different answer between who you like better. Me personally, I know who I like. You know, I'm not saying it because he's here, but you know, I'm more of a Josh Hall fan. That's just me personally. I said it on the stream. I think a fair way to assess that situation mm-hmm. is, I think. Because of Isaiah and what he's proven up to this point, mm-hmm. people look at Isaiah as more prepared right now. Mm-hmm. I look at Josh as someone with a much higher ceiling. Mm-hmm. Josh has, Josh, Josh's path has been different than a lot of players. I think Josh in the right college system and Josh, you know, again, this, this is the, the, the deal with everybody. Depending on what coach he gets at the next level, who his vet is, if he is able to make it to the NBA, mm-hmm. like all those things play a factor. Yeah. I like Isaiah Todd. I like Josh Hall. If you told me to pick one out of the two, I would look at who, what I need for my team specifically because they're not the same type of player. Right, right, but right. they are equally as dangerous. Yeah. You do not want to deal with any, either one of those guys when they are motivated and focused. You mm-hmm. do not want that. Mm-hmm. They are both five-star players. In my eye, you can give them one is number one and one is number one. Like I, you know, I don't, who, the one versus two is all media hoopla. You know, for us, that's like we're building up the game. We want people to watch. That's right. what it is. Right. But outside of that conversation, and I tweeted this, the only ranking that matters is where you are drafted. Yeah. And from that point on, it's all about how much you can make yourself look like you are worth for your second contract. Right, right. Like Brian said in the podcast we just shot, it is a business. Mm-hmm. Point blank, business. period. Mm-hmm. Once you are done with – and I mean, shit. It's, a, it's a, a big business in college as well. You just have no control over that as the player. True. Don't have any control over it at, at the NBA level either, but it's all in how you set yourself up to be portrayed. To get to that point, right. Yeah. And if you are willing to work your ass off and you are ready to take on a lot of money mm-hmm. and act like you don't have it and just work, 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 again, I, you know, ask me who's number one and number two in five years. That's when you'll have a real answer. Right, right. As of right now, it's the same with ESPN rankings and all that horse shit. It's like that is for clicks. That is for talk, conversation, online hype. It's that's all horse shit. He's an idiot too, but it's all horse shit. And, but, well, and that, actually, <laughs> boom! That leads us into so our next before, conversation. So before we go there, before we go, I just want to say, like, people trying to get Twitter clout off of you know putting people together. That shit is corny. Stop that, bro. But next topic, yeah. <laughs> Paul being Cardi should stop doing rankings. Yo, no, like, no facts, bro. Yeah. So, so congregation, please, if you give me a second here, I'm gonna go in on here on these little rankings, these rankings here. So. 44 is the number we're going to discuss it this evening. 44, Barack Obama's the 44th president of the United States. <laughs> Great man. Listen, I saw us in the, I was in, at the inauguration live, man. 44, man. Uh, Hank Aaron wore 44. Pistol Pete, Hoop State legend, wore 44. Did before, you do research of this before? Yo, we got I told here? you I'm ready, bro. Listen, let me turn my head straight because I'm, I'm ready. Four, so 44 is the number we're going to talk about tonight. Four, 44, Josh Hall was ranked 44th in the country by. North Carolina-based Paul Biancardi. Now, 
Josh plays in Hickory. Correct me if I'm wrong. Hickory's probably an hour, hour and a half from Charlotte. Isn't that what Paul? I don't mm-hmm. put Polly B's business out there like that. Sure. But, right? 44 miles. 44, <laughs> 44 miles to be exact. <laughs> so, you mean to, so, so you mean to tell me you – okay, let, let, let's, let's take it back for a second. Josh, in two years, has lost six basketball games. Six. He's averaging over 25 points a game this year. His team is 24-1. and one. The one loss he lost to – Hillcrest Prep, a national level team. Correct. A fifty point game at ten o'clock in the morning. Is it his fault that teams won't play them? I mean, that's that's a deeper subject for a, another day. But is his fault that he can't get the matchups that he needs to to move up? Oh, that's irrelevant. It is irrelevant. If you watch Josh Hall play, and you've watched him play a handful of times, right? I'm not sure. Like, I'm not sure. I'm not telling you like make him a top ten player. I'm not. I'm not even being aggressive like that. Yeah. But it, Eric Bossy is the one who did it. Eric Balsey watched the kid play a few times. Mm-hmm. Eric Balsey was like, and this is how he put it to us on stream. He likes to see kids play at their best and see kids play at their worst mm-hmm. and try to find that middle ground of who they're going to be consistently. Bingo. And he saw Josh play at his best. He saw Josh play not great. And he said, well, look, man, even at not great, he's still a top 25 kid in the country. And so he put him at number 25 to start the conversation. Mm-hmm. I'll be real, the last time ESPN rankings meant anything in terms of quality is when Dave Tellett was in charge. And so me me and Brian had a conversation about this earlier. Brian was like, Paul's motivation is different than Dave's. Facts. 100%. 100%. 100 agree with that. But if you're going to have that job and have that title, you have to put some sort of effort into it, bro. Like, that's lazy. Like just to Correct. that's a great way to put yeah, it. Yeah, that's lazy, bro. Like, it, like get get on, get get some people on the ground that that can they can do the work for you if, if that's what you want to do. You know what I'm saying? Like to me, that's lazy, bro. No, like it's so it's little things. He had Hood Shafino as a shooting guard, bro. Who in the hell's ever seen Jalen Hood Shafino play shooting guard, bro? Like that's no. Oh, oh, you talking about the kid that lives in Charlotte? Oh, oh, oh. Live, where, lives where, in where Charlotte. Where Cardi lives? Lives oh, in Charlotte. Bet, bet. Oh, bet, bet. Like okay. dog, like come on. Um, KU versus Kansas State. Yeah. Shout out to Devon Dawson for staying clear of all that. Yo. That was the only thing I was looking at, too. I was like, where's Devon? I, I, saw, Devon? I saw him run up at first, but then I, I, guess, I guess he went to the locker room. It, yeah, it, it was like a, a slow trot. Like, let me just see. Everybody's okay. All right, I'm out. Right. Uh, were you surprised to see it go that route? Uh, it escalated very, quickly. Very quickly. Yeah. Yes. Well, so there's a backstory to it. So begin, remember the, early, the beginning of the season when Kansas was up like 50 against Mamas, the kid dumped it. He, he talked that shit, banged on the key. He was like, I Andrew's don't cousin. Oh, that's right. That's Andrew's cousin. I got dunked on, right? Yeah. Oh, that dunked on. Okay, okay. Then started talking that right. shit. Yeah. So, so Kansas took offense to that. So now, now you're playing a rival. You're up 20. He steals the ball. Oh, no, nah, I'm not going to let that whole shit fly. So now, okay, you got the block. <sighs> you probably you should have walked away at that You probably should have walked away not at that Not stand over him. Right. You're 6'9", 250. Nah, I don't care. No, 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 the way like, I, nah, I was bro. just talking his, about it. His dick the player, was too close, the player that stole nah, the ball, bro. the player that stole the ball and went up and got his shit blocked, he should have expected that. I'm sorry if you got your shit beat. I don't care I don't, who you he's are. He's not nah. the one who started the fight. That's what I'm saying, though. Nah. I was it like, was, it was his teammates. It was a bad situation of it happening right in front of Kansas State's bench. Yeah, but his, wasn't that where it was? It was right in front of Kansas State's bench where all that went down, right? Or was it Kansas's yeah, bench? Yeah, but that kid's no, it was Kansas. It was Kansas State. No, it was Kansas State. That's what I thought because what it looked like is a dude stood up from the corner and then surrounded him 
DeSosa felt threatened, and then it w we went into bad place. And then on top of that, the kid, he, DeSosa's 6'9 with his dick hanging right from a man's Yo, penis. Like, you keep mentioning <laughs> my man's penis I'm area. Saying, I bro, I'm, I'm confused like, by so, it. So, so I'm just saying, when you're hooping, somebody's standing over you with a dick all Yeah, yeah, no, no, nah, no. bro, get out my face. I'm like. punch him right in his dick. Yeah. No, the funniest part. <laughs> <laughs> I bet I put him down. No, the funniest part. I'll Chris that, Paul the hell out of that man. Shout out to Hodge. <laughs> No, the funniest part of that whole video, bro, was when the the, the, the guy, I don't know if he was like a, a manager or whatever, like he was running to save the day and he jumped. Block then, of the year. Yo. You you say he missed. He did not. Yo. He hit the man with one of these. The dude flips over a chair and is out of frame. Are you talking about the shoe? The dude with the shoe? Yes. Watch it back. When he when he jumps, he pushes the dude. The dude he pushes takes two steps, turns, and flips over a chair. Did you see all that? No, I didn't yeah, see all Yeah, watch that. it back. I, was, I saw the dude that jumped. Watch it back. Nobody. Watch it back. I saw a Chuck Taylor fly. When you watch it again, you'll be like, oh, no, he really did. He hit him with the Pro Bowl block. He, that, was, that was quality. I mean, they're ruling on that right now, I believe. It's come out it's already. An, oh, it has? What is it? The Sosa got 12 games. McCormick got two. Uh, the other kid from Kansas State got eight, and one got three. Hey, the fact that no one lost their entire season is pretty impressive to yeah. me. Seth Greenberg was like, that, he needs to be charged criminally. Yeah, he had a, he well, had a bar stool. Respect to Seth Greenberg, but that is the dumbest shit I have ever yeah, heard. Bro. Oh, so so by that by that method. <laughs> oh, that's a charge. Charge me. That's charge. Yeah, right. Now, if I do it now, you know, I'm black, so. Well, that's a different <laughs> deal, you know what I mean? It all depends on who sees you do that, you know? Facts. Black so, and if I look really scared, you're probably really in trouble. Black Lives Matter. Um, now, before we bring our guest on, I, I do, I just, again, no direct shots, but I, I do, what's up with dudes in the media that don't bathe themselves, for real? Oh, huh. Smelly dudes in sports is, a, whether it's their breath, or their undergarments, or maybe their larger gentlemen who've got folds, you know what I'm saying? Is, is this the Are you somebody in particular, or? Eh, this topic might have been spawned from someone in particular, <laughs> however, this is also a broader, a broader conversation. That I really just want anyone who might hear this, if you might be the smelly guy, listen, like, listen. wash your ass, Yo, please. No, nah, like, nah, facts, bro. Like, we in the gym, like, all day, every day, bro. Like, in an event, like, bro, wash before you get up in the morning, And bro. if it's, like, religious or cultural, like, let's have a conversation to figure out how to, nah, how stop, to navigate nah, those waters. Nah, fuck that. Stop using Irish Spring, bro. That's, that's what it is. I'm telling you, like, you like, need... Like, Irish Spring and Tussie. So, in the, in the black community, there was a deodorant called Tussie back in the day. So you put Tussie on, you're musty in 30 minutes, bro. Like, dead ass. That's what must be happening? Because there's one dude in particular that as soon as he gets within wafting range, I want to kill myself. Wafting. That's a wild As word. soon as I waft, I want to die. Waft. I'm about to use that Like, I might, I swear to God, if it's not fixed by the next John Wall, I'm going to put in, you know those, like, water mist things when you walk through doors that, like, mist you with water? I'm going to put Axe Spray in one of those and just have all no, the media. No, that shit don't mix, bro. What? Axe and must. Anything like, is better than what is happening, <laughs> that dude. That shit smell like Badussi. It's terrible. <laughs> Booty dick and pussy. You smell like a jungle. <laughs> but like the undergarments of a jungle. Badussi. Like the jungle's gooch. You know what I mean? Ooh, like Gooch. Facts. Oof. Fix yourself, man. Hey, 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 gooch is a trigger word for I me. I just but. can't like, dude, you're already going to have to deal with problems by not working for a major media outlet. Fix your underarms at the very least. Wash your ass. Please. Can we, Please. Talk, can we talk about Gooch? No, Gooch is a one-time. We've used Gooch already enough here. If you need to know what a Gooch is, Google it, but be very careful. Well, just DM me. I'll tell you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ask Rod. That's actually a better method to go. Yeah. Tweet Rod. Um, so we're going to do a little adjusting. We're going to move Donnie out. He's going to turn into producer Don. 
We're going to bring Quincy Hall, who is the father of Josh Hall, on. Um, and we're going uh, to start right back. We'll be right back. All right, guys. So welcome back, man. We got a special guest in the house tonight. My dog, Quincy Hall. Josh Hall, daddy. Mama, Mama Hall's husband. There we go. I like it. I, was I got it. I got a shout about Q, man. Welcome on, man. Hey, I appreciate y'all. You guys, Miss Hall me, Esquire. Yes, yes. <laughs> let them know. Hey, she let y'all know, bro. But no, uh, Q, man. So uh, once again, for, for those who don't know, uh, Quincy is the, uh, the father of five star prospect Josh Hall. Yes, he is a five star. We're not even talking all that ESPN bullshit. He's a five star. Number forty four in the hearts. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. Uh, so Quincy, man, tell people about yourself, man. Man, I'm um. Everybody know me now as Josh Dad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I go through the drive-throughs and there, man. Oh, that's Josh Dad. Oh, I'm in the mall or somewhere, man. Oh, that's Josh Dad. Uh, every now and then. Yeah, yeah, every now and then. But nah, man. Um, I'm just a country boy, man. I'm from 704 Rowan County, small, small city called Cleveland, North Carolina, man. It's between Salisbury. Home of Bobby Jackson in um, Statesville, North Carolina, man. If you ride from Salisbury up Highway 70 to Statesville, if you blink two times, you know what I'm saying, you miss it, you know. Where'd you go to high school? Uh, West Ryan High School, okay. home All of right. School to Cheryl. Okay. School to Cheryl, that's um, yeah. yeah, man. Um, no, 704, mate. I'm in the 919 area now. Um, I played my college ball, started out two years junior college in Arizona, Northland Pioneer Community College. And um, I graduated from there, and I went to East Carolina. Three years. I redshirted my first year. And you played for the coach that's currently there now, too, yeah, right? Yes, sir. Joe Dooley. That's my guy, man. That's my right. guy. Um, right. We have we have a great relationship, man. He's a real, real player coach, man. Um, you know, he, remind, he reminds me a lot of Coach Lowe. You know what I'm saying? Um, right. Those guys, man, those two special guys to me. Um, I played two years there. I, I redshirted my first year due to my ACL injury. Um, I should have been in that 1995 draft with Kevin Garnett straight out of high school. The day I was going to announce, I tore my ACL four four days before then, during the game, freak accident. Um, couldn't quite get my SAT scores where I needed them to be, but I had my core classes, so everybody wanted me to prove myself. Mm -hmm. I ended up going all the way to Arizona, um, out on Route 60, Route 64 out there, man, and um, stayed out there for two years, um, focused, got myself back together. But eventually, I tore my left ACL the same day a year later out there. Q's a footer, by the way. He's yeah, every bit of seven legit, foot tall. Legit, bro. Yeah, so um, I came back to, I wanted to come back closer to home and play. Um, my biggest draws recruitment-wise was um, Bobby Huggins at Cincinnati. He wanted me re really bad, and I wanted, I wanted to be there really bad. Um, they had the number one strength of conditioning program in the country that year. Um, Danny Fortson stood in the way. Um, he had announced he was going to come back his senior year. At the last minute, um, he decided he was going to leave, but I had already committed to East Carolina by then. Um, Coming out of high school, man, uh, Joe Dooley had recruited me as an assistant to Eddie Payne in East Carolina. Eddie Payne took the, I believe, the Oregon, Oregon job and went out there, and Joe Dooley got the head coaching job at East Carolina. So he kept recruiting me all the way through high school. He knew he couldn't touch me because of my SAT, SAT scores. The same day I moved to Arizona, I get a call, and it's Joe Dooley. And he's telling me, do what I need to do out there, but he's coming to get me in two years. And... Basically, do your job there, and you. He's gonna do his job, yep. yes, sir. Um, he done his job. I done my job. Um, I tore my second ACL. A lot of schools backed off of me. Bob Givens had me ranked the fifth best big man in the country, playing on one leg. Um, I come back to the East Coast. I struggled a little bit at East Carolina because I'm a player. I wanted to play, but I eventually had a red shirt due to my injuries or yep. whatnot. 
Um, I finally started seeing a little playing time my junior year, which was duly last year coaching there. Um, going into my senior year, I was the third, I had the third scoring average on the team and everybody in front of me were guards. And um, my senior year, Dooley had promised me we was gonna run the ball through me. Maybe right before the summertime come around, we got the news that they was gonna fire him. They brought in Bill Herring. Um Bill Herring came in as any college coach would. Um, Brian to tell you. Um, oh, no, no, no old stuff, all new stuff. All new stuff. Yep. If I didn't recruit you, I don't owe you or your parents anything. Everything you get, you're gonna have to earn through this line, that line. Right. I wasn't a hundred percent. Right. Um, a lot of people ask me about my regrets in college. My only regret was, man, um, I could never get a hundred percent. I kept trying to get back to the Quincy I was in high school before my injuries, but science wasn't, medicine wasn't what it is today with right. these ACLs, you know. Right. I'm sure back then it was a lot more tough it out. Yeah, the yeah. people telling you to tough it out than right. anything else. And um, yeah, right. Yeah, so eventually, man, um, I left East Carolina. I was I was in summer school and I was gonna try to finish out and graduate. I was three credits short, and I got a call from my agent, and he said he wanted me to fly out the following Monday to go to uh, Laparetta, Finland. Mm -hmm. I jumped on the plane and I took it. Where I'm from, money don't grow on trees, yep. you know. Um, we don't have many pro athletes in the area. Bobby Jackson was just start was was doing his thing back then, you know. Um, but there's a lot of talent in the area, yeah. a whole lot of talent, and and, and you, we're gonna see on February the eighth when my Raven travels to the North Ryan. My right. my my good friend from high school, he coaches that team. I set that game up because that's where we're from. Josh has a lot of family yep. from both sides, his mom's side, my roots there. Yep. Um, they don't get a chance to see him play, and I wanted them to be able to see him play. So we're going to go and we're going to put on for the city. Like, awesome. Kind of like how you did for Kent State. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Awesome. Um, and I eventually I left, man. I went overseas. I had a short stint over there. Um, I'm, a lot of people look at me and they, they think I'm Josh's biggest critic. But, man, I'm my biggest critic of myself. Yeah. And I was calling home and I was telling my wife, I was like, they're going to cut me. I'm not doing too good. But, man, I was averaging 14, like, I was having like 14 points, 14 rebounds, right. playing the three guard that I've never played a day in my life. Right. That's what they recruited me for. Mm -hmm. They had bought a 16 kid in out of uh, James Madison, they Rod Strickland. He played the five. We bought another 6'8 kid in out of Iceland. He played the power forward. So I was playing a small forward. And uh, me and Rod didn't get along. Rod wanted his three from college to come and play. And, you know, that's what the team rocked with. They traded me to another team over there. And my contract stated that they, if things did not go right and it went all the way left, they would get me where they got me from. And that was Charlotte, North Carolina. Yep. Right. Then nobody want to honor my contract. So I'm stuck. I'm stuck. Overseas. I'm stuck in Finland, man, for like three, four months. And I'm spending all the money that I had accumulated taking care of myself. You know what I'm saying? But right. I'm panicking and I'm panicking. And I'm talking to my wife every day and she's praying with Josh at the time. So I'm trying not to. Put a lot of stress on right, her, you know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. And my mom is in the, she's a sergeant in the military, retired. And um, she said, nah, you just walk, need to go to the embassy. It's down the road. Mm -hmm. So once the, my agents and everybody start realizing who I really was and that I had army ties, then yep. everybody start trying to push buttons to get me where they got me from. Right. I eventually ended up in um, New York. And that's where they got me back to, and I was happy. I didn't care. Get me back to the states. I can, I, I can get the right one. Get me to the states. I'll I can get back home. I, I get it. I get back to where I got yeah. from. And I had family members in uh, New York, and they picked me up. And uh, I was just so happy that they picked me up. And I, I wanted to come back home to North Carolina, but I stayed up there with them for like two weeks, and then I finally came back. But uh, you know, it was life learning um, experience. 
Um, I had a couple other countries that wanted me to come out and fly out and play when I was like, nah, I'm good, you know. Um, Josh was just born at the time and I was, I just got really attached to him and he was only like months, like maybe about like three or four months old. And Josh is, is your first and only child? Mm-hmm. So you, so when you think about things like that, like you know, you wanted it for yourself. You wanted to become a pro and play professional basketball, and you got to achieve that. But sometimes in life, like your purpose is greater than what you originally think it is. Your purpose was to be at home with Josh. Fast forward eighteen years now, look where you are. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I, and and I, that's the way I had to start looking at it. Right. Maybe about two years ago. Mm-hmm. I, my only regret was I always wanted to see how how far you could I could measure myself up with the guys that I played against in college. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Um, and I wanted to see what I would look like healthy on a Division One circuit, you know what I'm saying? What you could really do. At and, the, and, and, and now I really get to see that because mm-hmm. I'm going to get to see my son represent the Mighty Wolfpack next year, man. And um, we talk, I talked about this with you too early in the season. It's like everything you've been through, you're even just take your personal life, your basketball life, like not a lot of parents. That's why you, you, see, you see players rely on handlers or AAU directors or certain guys to help their sons navigate their recruitment. Like, you know, you know the good and the bad, the, the all aspects of what that can look like. And if it doesn't go to plan, how other things can happen. Like, your education in this is different than most people. You actually are educated in the process and you can help Josh make quality decisions versus you guys just kind of floating around in the dark. And that leads me to one of the, the main questions I wanted to ask you. Going through recruitment yourself, and all the obstacles you dealt with, Josh has had his own obstacles, and, and and his kind of his hype train has been slow building, and now kind of here we are. What have been the major differences you've seen in how you were recruited back then versus how Josh has been recruited before signing to NC State? The difference in the process for you two, and or, and similarities, whatever you know, both. Yeah, well, the only thing that I can say hasn't changed is the red carpet. Everyone's gonna roll that red carpet out to you and tell you that they want you and this and that to the third. Back when everybody's best friend. Yeah, 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 yeah. Back 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 when I was being recruited, man, guys did things a whole lot different. You know, we didn't have cell phones back then, you know what I'm saying? So they had to call the house phone, you know what I'm saying? And you had to be around just to get those calls or nine times out of ten the coach was pulling up at your house or they were sending you know, I, I sit back and I watch a lot of guys on the internet and they get mad talking about kids. I'm so sick and tired of this kid posting about he's so blessed to get an offer over here. Well, back when we played, man, I got Nike shoeboxes at home right now with still with, with tons and tons and tons of letters that school right. sent me while they recruiting. You know, so it's just a different area that we're living in. Yep. But one thing that I can say, man, um, back when I was recruited, they had to rely on personal experience and good relationship with other good guys. The with, wasn't with, there. with Josh, man, like we have a very small circle with what we have going on. For the most part, my wife has all, has always handled the academic side, yep. and I've always been the AD. I've handled the sports side. So it's so it's it's a winning formula. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So with let's you, I don't want to throw no schools under the bus, of but we're, but we're gonna use one that's like right here in our backyard. That um once Josh committed to North Carolina State, there was a lot of uproar about him not sticking around and waiting on the final offer to come in. And there was so many speculation, the reason why we didn't sign or go to UNC, it just wasn't a good fit. Right. 
they wanted us to wait around because they had offered guys that didn't understand who had offered them. Well, and exactly what you said happened to you at Cincinnati. What happens when a guy comes back or they get a recruit they didn't think they were going to get, and now Josh is looked at as the second option or not even an option? What we've then? Through, we've been through that with the Oak Hill situation. Exactly. Yep. We, did, we didn't want to go through a process. Um, mm -hmm. Another school out there, I won't throw their name out there, but I explained to them that I love the way they treated us. I, I love I, I love the process and the 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 plan that they had for my son. Even the academic side was great. Mm -hmm. The city was great. The coaching staff was great. But once you look at the roster, that's what I do. Yep. Once, so once where I look at the fit? roster, where does he where does he fit? You got five five star freshmen coming in already this year ahead of my son. Yep. You got three come two coming in out of high school, and you got a junior college kid coming to high school. Like where do we fit? Like. We're not scared. We're not afraid of competition. Of course not. Pressure bust pipes. But you got to put them somewhere. But you have to be where they be where they can be successful. Right. And and that's what we did throughout this process. Man, Coach Keats is a great guy. Um, I love him and I respect him because when we sat down at the table, we sat down like how I speak to you guys. Mm -hmm. It wasn't no he's trying to be somebody else. I'm trying to be somebody else. He know who I am. I know who he is. Right. His, his his coaching staff is great they have a great position for Joshua moving forward. And that's the reason why we chose North Carolina State. Like, it was never going to be, I had so many schools that shied away from him because they were saying, oh, he want to be at home at Duke or Carolina, or we heard he's going pro. Or, that, those are the difference between when I was recruited. Number one, I didn't have a lot of people saying, oh, he's going pro. I was going to go pro. Right. But with him, now people saying, oh, he's going to go pro. And not, not just and he is not, going to go win. And, and that's not even a plan. So now you got college coaches not understanding that my circle is so small and they think they're getting the true facts. So a lot of college coaches didn't even deal with or even try to recruit them in the ACC because they were too scared that they were going to lose out to Duke or Carolina. And that yep. was never the case. We needed a perfect fit. Right. Do, do, does any part of you... So when I was interviewing John Wall a couple of years ago, I asked him, what's the best decision you ever made? Like you yourself, you made this decision. This is your decision. And I was surprised to hear him say the best decision he ever made was going to college away from North Carolina. And he said that because he said at Kentucky he was able to zero in and he didn't have to worry about a thousand people asking him for tickets or asking him for gear or hitting up his phone and their drive away. Does any part of that, concern you that Josh is going to be so close to home and so many people that he knows both positively and negatively that once he is on campus and making the impact we all think he will make are you worried about the people reaching out or are you and your wife kind of confident in yourselves to say we're going to block all that shit out and make sure that he's he's just as focused we're not worried about it man for the simple fact of the matter is man that's a lot of things that's the main thing that puzzles me with this whole situation like how he's been handled all the way from his 10th grade all the way up until now, like the lack of respect that people put, not only on his name as far as basketball, but you guys know, Rick know, Brian know, like when you sit down and you talk to this kid, you're not talking to the average kid. No, right, right. Like he has so much respect for who he's speaking for and yes. he carry himself in a different manner. 100%. And um, the believe it or not, man, it's crazy because I look, at, I look at my son and when I look at my son, I see two different people. I see all the good stuff come from his from his mom, but then like the basketball and stuff, and you know, it comes from me. You know what I'm saying? And it's a beautiful blend, and he it balances well. You know what I'm saying? It's also not a not a benefit that a lot of kids get to see, at least at this level, like being able to say, my brother, me and my brother are, are half siblings, and his dad wasn't a part of his life, and something my brother still kind of deals with today is 
how am I supposed to know who I am if I never really got to know who my dad is? And so, like you just said, not only does Josh, you guys are together and, and it's still a, a happy household, he gets to see where he's getting certain things from. Oh, I get this from my dad. Oh, I get this from my mom. Oh, this is all me. This part is just something I developed. That allows him to be more comfortable with who he is, which then allows him to be more confident, more respectful, yes, more genuine. It, it, it's, it's part of the formula that I think a lot of people don't even realize. And having an amazing parent's core like he does with you and your wife, that, I think, is what is going to, that is going to be his foundation. Right. To, to me, maybe that's the difference in why he can survive the, the, the Raleigh thing, being so close to Durham, being so close to home. I do think that's going to be a challenge. Yeah, and, he, and he's on. Believe it or not, man, like, he just can't be afraid to say no. No, no, no. Well, well, see, here's the thing, man, about that kid. Um, he's been around pros, man, since seventh grade. Jason Tatum, Harry Giles, like. Yep, I remember the, you the, telling me the communication do, 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 And do, those are, he's their protege. Yep. And, you see Harry communicating and, with him all the time. All the time. time online. And when, he, and when, he's, home, when he's home, man, he hit, he hit him up, hit me up first, you know, we yep. in the train, and I train him base, real. you know, and that's just what it is, yep. you know. Um, he loves my wife to get deaf just like how y'all do, man. And, um, you know, like, to be honest with you, to be honest with you, the kid is so different. And, I, you know, every parent thinks that their kid, are, their kid is a great kid. But once the kid is outside the parent's sight, you know what I'm saying, you might see a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde type situation. But what I mean to tell you the kid is different, he's different. And what I mean by that is he doesn't have a driver's license. Yep. He doesn't drive. He don't want to drive. Yep. He, he, Max can attest to that. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, Max is always at picking him up or, you know what I'm saying, one of his former teammates from AAU or something, you know what I'm saying? Like, he, he, he's, if he's not, if he, if he doesn't want to go to a Mexican restaurant to get ACPs, he wants to be in the no gym. Audience. No one. No one. No yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? What was her name, Rob? Oh, cool. Is it Christy? I think it was. I'm going to be at Walmart. Everybody's at Walmart. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So he's an ACP gym rat type of guy, man. You know what I'm saying? Like. Sounds good. Right? Yeah, you know, and um, like he is, there's nothing in between, like yeah. you know, and like I say, man, he 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 sits back, he gravitates, he he understands. Um, I've been on him since, man, like at an early age, maybe around fifth, sixth grade, and I try to explain to him what he was then. Right. And you've got he, a special future ahead of you. He, he he didn't see it, but I I remember a couple months ago he sent me a text message like, man, how did you see this? What like, do you think you saw? It? To be honest with you. Think you won? No, no, I saw way before that. No, no, not you. Yeah, yeah. Him. Him. What do you think he? Now he he he's been on this he's been on this roller coaster for a little minute now, mm-hmm. yeah, but he, I guess he can see the sense of it coming to an end, okay, uh, okay. to a new beginning. He, he's felt that he's different. Now he's starting to feel that other people yeah. are seeing. Yeah, that. like like anybody can tell you, man. The 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 fifty one lower tell you, man. The fifty one that he went for. A lot of people don't understand that. They look at that game. And you see 51 a lot. Like I told Rod, you see 51 a lot, but you don't see the 71% shooting. Well, that's the first question I always ask when a yeah. player scores big numbers, like how many shots did he take? But, but then you look, you look at the brighter situation, the brighter side of the situation, and that's, that was a great team they played against. They had, they, had, they had 10 plus Division I kids. Samaki so Walker that played in the NBA, his kid was on that team. You had another kid that was a freshman that played with Joshua at Oak Hill yep. that was on that team. Like those wasn't, that wasn't, the school of the deaf and the blind. Exactly. You know that what I'm saying? That was a real basketball game. And we needed, believe it or not, we needed 45 of the, the fifth. Well, we win. needed 40 of the 51 to win the right. basketball game. It wasn't until chippiness and talking and got the, the going down the stretch. And so 
Low had to pull out his Jimmy and show who had the biggest Jimmy. You know what I'm saying? He, 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 yeah, you know what I'm saying. He kept calling Shaq and Josh number just to let them know. You know what I'm saying? Like we 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 really we really living like this. You know what I'm saying? And that's what. And just to be clear, they had a game later that afternoon, and Josh scored 18 in that one as well. I used to score 70 points the other day against a great against a great Canadian team Correct. with the number one Canadian that's in the right. class of 2021. You know that's what I'm saying? Like yeah, yeah, absolutely. So talk about man. We're gonna switch gears a little bit, a little bit here. Big, big matchup sat, uh, last Saturday in Kinston. Word of God versus Moravian. Josh versus Isaiah. Started a lot of conversation. Started a lot, a lot, of, a lot of Twitter Twitter chatter. Uh, so talk about that game and, you know, what, what you saw from your eyes. Man, let's get into it. Everybody that know me know I don't hold back punches, <laughs> man. You know what I'm saying? Now? And before we get started, let me, let me clear the air. There is no beef between Josh and Isaiah. There's no beef between me and Mama Todd. There is no beef between my wife and Mama Todd. Mm-hmm. It's just in the nature of the business that we're in, there has to be a king. Two, I was about to say, two young kings on each side. On each side. Correct. They have, they have the crown, and we want that crown. Mm-hmm. And it don't matter if Isaiah Todd has that crown, Dontrell Styles has that crown, Carter Whit, whoever holds that crown, this what we do. Right. We're not sugarcoating nothing to the front. Like you know, there's been a lot of e- even. Let me, let, let me let me move ahead, and then we'll come back to this for a second. Even like with the ESPN rankings, mm-hmm. call my trainer up right now. I can call him up right now on Facetime, and he's gonna tell you exactly what I'm gonna tell you. Mm-hmm. Man, look, I appreciate the love and respect that everyone's been shooting in my DM all day, saying 44 ain't the way. He's way high. But dig this. Man, we're going to welcome this 44 with, 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 with open arms, man, because at the end of the day, that list to us is not a ranking list. It may be to some of you guys at home or some of you kids at home that want to be on that list and want to be ranked high. Man, what that list is to me and my son is we call that a kill list. Mm. Everything in front of that list, we don't kill half of them and the rest of them just line them up and we're going to kill them too. I can't say this on Twitter because Twitter banned me the other day for like 10 hours. <laughs> but that we call that a kill hey, list. He was like, yo, they got me. Yeah. I, was like, I can up. see that because you used the one yeah. to kill them. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm going throw some money in your kill, books, bro. Kill, <laughs> pull kill, pull kill, 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 murder, murder. That's the mentality that we have. That's the mentality that Moravian has. That's the mentality that Coach Lowe installs in his players. That's the mentality that... Jeremy Ellis installs in his young kids. I'll be like, real. It's, it's the way John, John Wall still is like that. Anyone who says that he's not good enough or someone's better than him, he remembers that forever. He'll never I'm, forget that. I'm listening, to, I'm listening to Brian talk and speak about how the NBA is, about how people throw this one-and-done thing out there, Lucy. Let me explain something to you. I was a pro. Before I was a pro, I was a pro. And what I mean by that is whatever my coach asked me to do in the basketball game, I was going to do it. So as a senior, there wasn't going to be a freshman, a sophomore, right. or a junior coming in my house. That's right. Because whatever I had to do to slow him down, he was going to get slowed down. Yep. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is, you got grown men in the NBA, and that's how they feed their families. Yep. And that's how they buy their cars and their shoe collections, and they, and they trick off on their women, and they go to the strip clubs. I mean, even beyond that, they make it their entire identity. That, that's their style of life. Yep. So do you think they're going to let 
a 17, 18, 19 year old kid come straight out of high school and walk in his house and well, take his food off his and table. That, they'll take it a step further. You, you know, you'll see guys like that. Those vets will be the ones that put their arms out to the new rookies, yeah, take right, them along right, right, in the right. summertime to get them ready. And really all they're doing is opening their eyes to a lifestyle. Those kids try to keep up. Before you know it, the season starts. They got no money on their first mm -hmm. deal and they are stressing every move they make. And as the vet, he's just sitting back laughing like, huh, eh, should have been ready for this shit, Rook. Yeah, I remember seeing Gilbert Arenas talk about, talk about that. Like his rookie year, you know, he signed a, a, a second-round contract, and he didn't have a lot of money, but he was blowing through it, buying shit that he trying didn't need. Trying to keep up with the other up. guys. Right. So, no, definitely, man. So back Yeah, but back back to the Moravian and Word of God, God game. <laughs> man, uh, it's, I'm not going to say it's no disrespect because where we're from, man, anytime – people start the conversation by saying no disrespect nine times out of ten they're going to say some disrespectful <laughs> shit <laughs> so what we're going to discuss and how i'm going to approach this situation with what y'all ask me about what i saw is i am a coach mm -hmm. i can't sit at the basketball game and i can watch talent and tell you what a kid has what a kid don't have what he needs and what he need to work on right that's why Josh is in the situation he's in because we understand we're not a finished product and we know what we need to work on to get better. And I am his biggest critic, and right. he is a critic of his own. Well, like you said, you're a critic of yourself too, and I think all three of us sitting at this table are people who understand I'm improving today. I'm going to improve tomorrow. I'm going to improve next week. Like that's, I would imagine the most successful people in life look at life as I'm going to get better every day until they put me in the ground. Look at some, you look at somebody like, like, I always look at somebody like Kobe for example. Like Kobe's one of my favorite athletes ever because – Kobe always wanted to get better, even when he was when he couldn't anymore. Like, he always tried to find ways to improve himself and get better. Like, that's what made him a killer. Physically, you know? like, mentally, yeah, whatever the case. Yeah, it was be. always he had to gain an edge, man. Mm -hmm. Like, and, that, and that's what the, the, the real ones do. So, so getting into this situation, man, I try to tell people from the beginning mm -hmm. that you're looking at two totally different kids. It's no disrespect to Josh, and it's no disrespect to Isaiah Todd. Right. But what you what what we saw Saturday was Kevin Durant. Versus Chris Bosh. Both, like both have excellent careers in the NBA. Yep. And you're looking at two total. Don't look at 6'9 versus 6'11. Please don't look at the that. Different, play, different positions, different players. Isaiah has always been tall, majority of his, of his career, and he's played power forward. He's a stretch power forward. Correct. He can step out and knock down threes, but when you ask him to put the ball on the court and create for himself, he can't do that the whole entire game because that is not his game. Right, not his skill set at N this point. Now, speaking back to Paul Bencardi, he got us messed up a little bit because he told the world that we're 6'9", power forward. The kid is not a power forward by any Wait, imagination. Josh is a power forward? That's what we was ranked as a power forward. <laughs> uh, up, up until a few months, up until a few months ago, we was ranked as a power forward. Keep but, that golf club. but, but I under, but, but once again, I understand how the game go, and I understand, I understood why he was ranked a 6'9", 190 pound power forward. Because see, if you put him there, then you can afford to rank him at 44 because. He's light in the ass power forward, and it's going to take a high, division one high right. power you mm. to put weight and muscle on the plate in the post. Correct. He is not that. He's going to be that. He's never been that. Mm -hmm. He was. Uh, he's always been a guard his entire life. He just so happened he went from six feet to six one, from six one to six three, from six three to six six, from six six to six nine. And here's the crazy thing that a lot of people don't understand that I know. My son has the same body that I have. Yep. 
He's not done growing. That's what you, you told me that months ago, too. I'm going to be he's real with you. I, I, the doctor said he's not done growing yet. If that man gets to be as tall as his dad, Jesus. He's not done growing. So I'm, I'm assuming Chris Bosh is Isaiah Todd. Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. Yes. I mean, Chris Bosh, hell of an NBA career. So yeah. And, and, and he made a lot of money, and he's an NBA champion. So, so I'm not trying. I'm not trying to disgrade anyone. So I think my question is: is do you look at that game as Isaiah played poorly and Josh played great, or do you look at that as is if you're going to say all these things about who Isaiah Todd is as a player, the ranking and all the good stuff? Well, my son is consistent. And he plays consistently at least at the same level, if not better. And when you put them head-to-head in a matchup, he outperformed him. So where's the litmus test now? What, what is he like? Is that, it was, was it less about Isaiah's performance and more about Josh stepping up to that moment? Because I think that's maybe what gets lost in translation. Is like, like we've said, everyone wants to make it this guy versus this guy. And you said it yourself. Has, this could be anybody. Isaiah could be replaced with anybody. The fact that the number one is in front of his name, that's what y'all care about. Y'all, y'all want Josh to get the crown. It doesn't matter who's in the chair. It don't matter. If you're an NBA GM, are you taking Isaiah Todd? Not, not one review, just in general. If you have an opportunity for Isaiah Todd, if you're a college coach or an NBA GM, you're taking him, no? It all depends on what I'm looking for. But, but that, my point is, is from a talent standpoint, if yes, he, yes. your team needs that type of player, that's a no-brainer. Yes. Same with Josh. You know, when you when, when, when I evaluate kids, when I look at these rankings and things of that nature, prime example, R.J. Barrett. Mm-hmm. R.J. Barrett was ranked a five-star. Mm-hmm. R.J. Barrett was what-handed? He's left-handed. R.J. Barrett couldn't dribble right-handed to save his life, but he's ranked a five-star. And even at the rim at Duke, the way he would finish at the rim is like he doesn't know what he wants to do here. And, and, and that's all I'm saying. So, so when you take these two kids and you break down these kids' game, this is what I do. This is what I did one night. I wrote both their names down on a sheet of paper, and I went dribbling. Who has the edge? Check Josh Hall. I went shooting. Who has the edge? Check Josh Hall. I went. I went. Who had? Who who was the most athletic? I went. Check Isaiah Todd. Cause I'm a realist, and I never tell my son that he's something that he's really not. And Josh is athletic. That is. And he's. But he's not Isaiah Todd. You see what I'm saying? So you know when you break down all the. Things that are done on a basketball court from shooting, dribbling, passing, Post like moves, yeah. Throws, so so if you if you, if you're ranking these kids, whether it's Josh and Isaiah or whether it's the ESPN top 100, you can't have your heart in this thing. Correct. The only thing you can have your heart in is the game of basketball and the love for basketball. Because see, once you do that, now you're getting somewhere because you're loving the game and not a particular kid. Correct. That's, honestly, that's a major reason why I've never done rankings. I've never given my vote to a ranking because I know my bias. When NBA guys call me about North Carolina players, I start the conversation with, we know that I'm biased in this. I'm going to tell you all the good shit, and I'm going to tell you the bad shit that you've heard that's not true. And I'm going to tell you some of the bad shit that is true, just so we, we have some sort of honesty. And like, like, like that game, man, what I, what I saw on Saturday, man, um, it was a great game between two competitive teams. Yep. Um, Word of God came up a little short. We came into the game after playing one game in the morning and coming into the game shorthanded without having our glue guy, defensive specialist Tyreek Brown, and without having Big Beltman on the block. I, I thought that they would capitalize and take advantage of the situation. I, me too. Once, now be honest, going into this game plan, 
Going into this game on Saturday, the game plan was to stop the role players and let Isaiah Todd go for 40. That's what the game plan was. Once the role players started shooting the ball as well as they were shooting the basketball, and we realized that we had a basketball game on our hands, we had to go man-to-man. That's when you saw Josh go check Isaiah Todd. And what was said in that timeout was we had tried Jordan on him, we had tried Luke Davis on him. My son, being the man he is, he told Lowe, fuck that, let me check him. And he quotes. And he went to the block and he checked him. And I said, what the hell is going on? Isaiah Todd is about to destroy my son on the block because now he's in the belly of the beast. He's in a position that he doesn't, that's not him. That's not his style. Style makes fight. Boxers don't make fights. Styles make fights. Now you're in this kid's house on that block. And when I saw that he could, when they went to him two or three possessions, I saw that he couldn't capitalize. I said, it's a ball game. And that's that's how I looked at it too. That I I I thought that two o'clock game was gonna was gonna bite Moravian in the ass. Yeah, I thought I did, it was too too much too soon. But I also knew the team they were playing was going it was gonna be a smack fest, and that the starters probably wouldn't play that much in game one. Um, once they showed up in game two, and I saw the looks on the players' faces, I knew that we we were gonna be in for a game. I did think that Word of God would would fight, and to me, Word of God's been this close in a lot of games. They haven't been able to win one yet, like a, a big, uh, kind of like a trademark win. Um, you guys will see them one more time. Oh, yes, sir. Um, asking you how that one's going to go is pointless, because I know I, I basically, obviously, we're going to go Moravian, you think there. Do you think that it's going to be more helpful for Word of God to play you guys in a month or so, being as that they saw y'all? in Kinston last weekend, or do you think that the team that you're going to have in March is going to be a different look even than what you have right now, and it's going to be irrelevant? You know what? I really can't say, um, but to be honest, they would, might want to get their hands on us pretty early because – Once you um, have but, the full freight. But, yeah, 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 because Belton's not done. He's not done. Um, you know, he just – that that knee has been, given, has been bothering him a little bit. We'll get Belton back, but what a lot of people didn't understand and what they didn't see at that game on Saturday was, man, we picked up a great addition that came that we moved up from our regional team, the kid named T. He's a little bit taller than Tariq. The only and he's the exact same thing as Tariq as far as defense and grittiness. We we pulled him up from the regional team. And um he the kid can go go. The the only difference between him and Tariq is he doesn't look to score that often. And which we don't we don't need him to, exactly. but he gets down and dirty like Shaq and the rest of them guys on the ball, man. And he gives us a couple more inches than what Tariq did. Now we're gonna miss Tariq, man. A lot of people don't understand about that kid, man. Um, what that kid brings to the table, man. There's no kid that that's in Paul Ben Carter's top 100 that can match what that kid brings. And he's the um, one you're saying is the glue guy. That's, that's the glue guy, mm-hmm. and he just goes so unnoticed because he doesn't score a lot, and. He, he, when you look at him, he doesn't pass the eye test. It's all the little things. It's all the little things, man. If you sit back and watch him, like he gets all the big time. If you watched him in that, uh, if you watched him in that Hillcrest game, he was the one that got the big time rebound in the middle over oh, all yeah. them seven footers down there. Like right. he just, he, he's a great kid, man. And uh, we're, we're, we're truly gonna miss him. He's so great, man. To the fact that the matter is, the kid tore his patella tendon. He tore it earlier in his eighth grade year. And when he tore for us, man, do you know this kid rushed back to Atlanta, man, 
only because he wants to come back to my Raven. He wants to coach and and, and push his guys be through the, the be a part of the team. You know what I'm saying? When you when you get a kid like that, man, that that means he's bought and he's totally all the way. And ba- well, and basketball is the passion. Yes, you know that yes, that, that I think that's the key component for a lot of these kids. Is some do it because it's a job and they're good at it and they see a future in it, and some kids do it because they are obsessed with it. Like mm-hmm. whether you're playing or not uh, professionally or getting paid. Those are the type of kids, they're, they're playing until they're 40. They're playing adult pickup leagues or coaching youth leagues. They're, they're doing everything they can to keep their hands in it. Um, and to me, that's always where the most value is. Um, we, we, we've had Q here for a minute, and honestly, this is probably a conversation that's going to need to get stretched into like a few different times where you come through and, and talk to us. Um, I do, I want to end this on one more question. Um, every freshman hits the wall. I, I think that's an inevitable on the court and off the court. College is just a different thing. Um, between the classroom and the social life and, and all the work that athletes have to put in on the court. Um, what do you think is, is going to be Josh's number one priority going to NC State to make sure that he stays on this upward trending path and he doesn't get slowed down? Even when he hits the wall, how does he climb through or break through that and not get stalled? He, a lot of the, once again, man, a lot of people don't understand, man, this kid has been gone from my house since 10th grade. Did I like it? Did I want it that way? No. Right. Did it work out for the best? Yes. It's matured him in ways faster than the average kid his sure. age. Sure. The, the reclassification last year, this time last year, helped him out tremendous. So you're, you, North Carolina State is pretty much getting a seasoned vet. Right. Um, all Keats got to do, man, is just roll out the game plan, what he want done, and, the, and get him in the weight room, man. And everything should just be a breeze for this kid. Um, Everybody. You see him living in the weight room and in the gym. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, sir. I, I mean, look at his body now. And, right. and, and we well, had, it's going to be easier having Shaq with him, too, because it's like all they got to do is just wingman. Hey, you're with me, I'm with you, let's do this together. Right. right. Yeah, and, and if you look at him, man, he's, um, we, we had to make him cut back. Um, at the beginning of the season, he started out the season one of six, one of six, and one of seven from three-point range. Yep. And that was only because he was busting his ass so hard in the weight room. And if, when you look at his body, you can tell. So there's got to be a balance. Yeah, yeah. And so soon as the season is over, man, like we're we're going to attack this thing. We're going to hit this thing, man, full speed. Like um, when does he move to Raleigh? I mean, we're going to Raleigh, man, soon when the um, soon as the bell end at the last game at Moravian. Yeah, we're going we're going straight to Raleigh. Okay, like, so like we, we understand the significance of this thing, man. Uh, yeah. To be honest with you, um, we're looking at this thing the nine-month process. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, sure, yeah, for yeah. Sure. You know, we're, we're, we're not hiding it from anyone. Um, you know, that, that you want to get on campus, get with the facilities, get give him the best, like you said, medicine and, 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 and all the things on the training side. It's a whole different world now. Give him access right. to that as quickly as he yeah. can get one, it. One thing I'm looking, I'm excited about is going to NC State. Like, NC State has legendary runs at the, at the Dow Center. Like, guys like TJ Warren always come back oh, yeah. home, man. Like, he'll like get that, to play against a yeah, lot of pros. Like, so those are invaluable things that guys can pick up over the summer. Like, you know, TJ and, and that's what and that's what he wanted. He wanted that brotherhood, you know. Right. And, yeah. he, and TJ's a guy he can look at and say, okay, hey, big right, time. He's in the Big league. Time. This is what he did at NC State. Like that's the guy was there for two years, right? Two years. Two years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A bucket. Like, and you know, that's like I said, someone Josh can look at. So. Just seeing that, I think that's something for him that's huge. Um, like I said, Keats is a guard-oriented coach. I feel like he'll he'll do the things. Um, talk about that real quick before we go. Just talk about the class he has got coming in. Like, what you like your thoughts on them? A lot of people think Nick is going to be like the outside looking in, man. Um, believe it or not, man, that kid is going to be great great for us. I, I think him as a the role that he'll play is going to be perfect for him for year one. I'm going to tell you something that's going to be real dangerous. 
Nick and Josh in a pick and roll. Yes. You're not going to know what to do because both of them can pick and both of them can roll and both of them can pop. And, and Josh is wide body. I mean, uh, Nick is wide body, so he can set that screen. Listen to me. It's gonna, they're going to have a lot of fun over the next year. Yep. Um, Raleigh is gonna, really going to have something to brag about next year. Hey, our cameras will be back there again. We've, it's been two years removed, but we'll be back. The, yeah, they, they really, man, um, you know, Keith's done a wonderful job, man, with this recruiting class right here that he's bringing in, man. Um, you know, have you uh, seen the kid from Georgia at all? Yes, sir. You like him? Yes, sir. Oh, I, we've never seen him. So oh, he's a seven-footer. He's yeah, legit. He's legit. That's what they need. He's a, he, he's, he protects the paint, and you can pass him the ball, and he can make a, and he can make a, a play off the dribble. And low-key, Shaq might be one of the most underrated players uh, coming in. No, 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 no. I'm not even going to say low-key, man. Anytime you lead the EY. I just don't want to put too much on him. I don't want to put too much on him, but he does not get the attention. Well, well, well see, he, th these are kids, man, that, that once again you have to understand what kind of caliber kids these are. Right. A lot of people say pressure, a lot on them. Yep. Man, look here. When you, when you go through – what him and Josh go through at Moravian Prep games are easy. Yep. Especially what Shaq and it, what Shaq went through before. Yeah. You know, he got to Moravian. And it, it's 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 easy, man. Like, and with what they go through with Bates as a trainer, man. Like they put the work in before the game, so when the game come, man, it's just repetition. Right. It's, it's so it's just so it's, it's, it's easy. It's easy. It's yeah. real easy to them. Well, so so I'm gonna let Rod take us out. I just wanna. Thank Quincy one time for coming on with us. We've been trying to do this for a minute. Something that I imagine we'll continue to do. Um, Josh is going to be here for at least a year. Um, we're going to be right here. Quincy's going to be back and forth all the time. He's right there in Durham. Um, this is a conversation that can continue. And at right. some point, maybe we get all four of us on. We bring Josh in, too, and just have some We got to bring Mama on, bro. Oh, 100%. We got to bring Mama on, We should probably bro. be advertising for her, law, uh, her lawyer firm when we're not having the Josh conversation. She, she go, she's probably going to want a percentage, you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. lawyer hey, don't talk for free. Hey, I'll tell you one thing. If she wants to be the Hoop State lawyer, she can have whatever percentage right, she right, wants right, as far right, as I'm right, concerned. Right. Yeah, man. But we're no, not greedy over here. Not at all, man. We spread, <laughs> we spread the love, man. But not nah, cute, man. You know, we've been rocking for a long time, man. Yes, sir, before, yes, before all this stuff with Josh. So, you know, I consider you guys like family to me. So, we, like I said, I'm just excited to see the next steps with Josh, man. Like I said, we appreciate you coming on, man. Yes, sir. Yeah, yes, I appreciate sir. appreciate you guys having me, man. Make sure um tell the people where they can find you online, Quincy. Where oh, they can yeah, find yeah. you on social media, yeah, or wherever you want. Find me, man. Kane's Coach Q on Twitter. Um, I don't really don't do the uh, Facebook or the uh, Instagram. Nah, hit him like on that. Twitter because you can actually talk to him there. Hit, hit him on Twitter, give him a follow, shoot him a message, let him know you heard us on the pod, uh, heard him on the podcast. Yeah, man, it'd be a lot of funny things being tweeted every now and then. Oh, and, and, and try to, and please try to not to take things too serious, man. Nah, you know, yeah, don't, don't do take, that. Don't take Twitter serious. Man. I'll be real though. If they're still listening right now at this point, yeah. they're not somebody that takes anything right, too listen, too serious. I just, with want, us. I just want to say something before leaving, man. <laughs> uh, this is episode three of the New South Show. You can find us weekly on our podcast network uh, every Tuesday morning uh, and the best sections will be edited from now on by Maxwell and put on social media so for everyone Jug. who's still with us we appreciate you so much for Quincy Hall we appreciate you being with us yes sir uh, Brian Clifton Ray Donnie and Max in the back we'll see y'all next week Peace.